the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Of Eye on Real Estate, sponsored by Hempleaf. We won't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. This is Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back in a second hour of Iron Real Estate. And as I said to everyone earlier in the show, um, real estate has to do with everything, but it also has to do with lifestyles and how you live and where you want to live. And um, we have a very special guest on. I'm so thrilled to have him. We have Matt Paxton, and he is a downsizing and cleaning expert speaker author, radio personality, and host of the two-time Emmy-nominated television show, Legacy List. Um, And he's the author of Keep the Memories, Lose the Stuff. Okay, uh, I'm so thrilled that you're on, Matt. I mean, you really are. You're like an icon. (laughs) Some some would say that, sure. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Well, that's true. And you know something? I, I, I think that people really don't realize. I've seen so many houses... And, you know, you don't realize what you accumulate, you know, over the years that people just accumulate and accumulate and just until they have to try to sell it and they're trying to clean it out. And they're like, oh, my God, where did, where did I keep? How do I have all this stuff? How did I even have it all? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And they say, I've, I've been in the house for 30 years. And so I'm, and they're like, can you clean it in two days? And you're like, no, it's going to take it took you 30 years to clean it all. Of course, it's going to take more than a day or two to go through it. And it's emotional. That's the part we all forget. Yeah. So how did you end up going and writing this book? And and tell us, you know, because it's so important. And um, I think it's important, at least for me. I, Of course, when you're selling a home, obviously, it's very important to declutter and get all that junk out and have, you know, clean it up and get the knickknacks away and all the magnets on the refrigerator. But I know that for myself. I live in a very like chaotic life, so when I come home, I want my home to be just perfect and clean and streamlined, and I don't want stuff around because that is chaos to me. How did you yeah, get involved with doing this? And, and, and tell us some of the tips because people don't realize it. Uh, of course, everyone, I think, is familiar with the hoarders, and that's like completely an extreme, but some people say you I think my husband's a hoarder. How did you get involved, and what kind of tips can you give us? Okay. So, believe it or not, 23 years ago, uh, my dad, my stepdad, both my grandfathers, they all died in the same year. And I had to clean out their houses. It was super tragic, super sad. But I had four houses I had to clean out because we had to sell the houses. Quite honestly, we needed the money. And so I was not working, so I just started cleaning out these houses. And 
and it was really like I hated it. It was awful. It was super sad. It was like very overwhelming, you know, because like when you're trying to sell the house, there's all these other emotions going on. And my grandfather always said that you should, if you're going to pick a job, pick a job no one else wants to do. And I was like, that's really good advice. That's exactly what this is. So I started cleaning houses and did it for, gosh, five years and then went on that TV show Hoarders. I was the host of Hoarders for, for gosh, 15 seasons. And so I cleaned the nastiest homes you could imagine. Oh, I can't even imagine because I've watched that show and like, it's almost really not comprehensible to me. It's almost, I can't even comprehend that people could live like that. Well, and then for them, they, you know, they can't help it, believe it or not. It's not a choice. They really, it's not laziness. It's, it's a disorder. But at the end of the day, to dumb it back down to normal people like you and me, um, I mean, that is the extremes. But we all have too much stuff, right? And it holds us all back from living the life we want to live. And my experience now in the last 10 years has been mainly working with seniors, like aging, our parents, our grandparents that have been in a house 30 to 40 years, right. and they're moving to a new place. Right, and they bought the house for five grand, and now it's going to sell for one point eight, right? And they don't want to because it's been, you know just forty years of real estate, and they're like, well, I don't want to spend a hundred bucks cleaning it, you know. But I'm like, you've been here fifty years, um, and so the tips I give are pretty simple. I mean, first of all, if you're in over your head, hire a professional. That's the first thing you need to do. In the rest of the home buying process, you know, you're not going to fix the roof yourself. You're going to hire a professional. And you're going to go to your real estate agent and find out someone that they recommend. Uh, Same thing with downsizing. Work with a a local move manager that knows, because what they know is they know where to sell it. They know where to donate it. They know where to get the best labor. They have relationships with the best movers. Like, they know all the things you're going to need to do. But what you can do on your own is very simple. Start slow, start small, and start often. If you think you're going to move in, in two years, start cleaning now. Like, Get a pack of get a bucket of pictures. Start going through the pictures. Start going through the junk mail. Start going through your books. Pick small, very achievable tasks, and do it one or two nights a week. And because what you don't want is that you finally find the new house, you list the house, it's ready to sell, and then all of a sudden you've got to go through thirty years of memories in a in a weekend, and and that's just not fun. I mean, we hold on to this stuff because of the memories and the people attached to it. And if you don't give yourself time, you can't really celebrate those memories. So you say, because you you say that it's, it's never about the stuff. It's about the stories. It's always, yes, that's my other, you you led me right into tip number two, tell the stories. And of course you need time to tell those stories, but like we hold on to things because of the people we love. And I mean, I thought we were just in New York a couple weeks ago, cleaning out a house. And we found a, a piece of the floor of Ellis Island, and we found out this guy's grandfather had worked as an architect, or great-great-grandfather had worked as an architect and a builder on Ellis Island. And so we got to stop and hear this incredible story. And then, of course, that leads to the immigration story of the family. And you, know, right. and you get these incredible, amazing stories, and all of a sudden the grandson, who everybody thought didn't want anything in the house, all of a sudden, he's like, "Oh man, I want great grandpa's pants. You know, I want his, I want his briefcase, and I want his top hat, and I and I want that piece of Ellis Island." And they they get that excitement because they hear the full story. So you're saying, okay, that you should kind of do this, you know, if you think you're selling two years before, but wouldn't you say that, like, you know, on a normal basis, like, like what would you tell somebody who's not moving, who's just planning to stay? Uh, just, you don't like even clothes. I mean, I, I can tell you myself, I have clothes that I probably haven't worn for five years and I just, but they were, you know, 
I don't know. So all special. of that, yeah, all of that, and I say, look, only keep in your house stuff that serves you now. Don't, and, and what I mean by that is, don't keep all your fantasy life items. And a fantasy okay. life is my size twenty eight jeans. I'm a really snug 36 now, okay? I'm a super tight 36. Do I really need my hammer pants that are a size 28, right? Because, first of all, I haven't worn them since the 80s. And second of all, they don't fit. But I'm keeping them because I remember the person I was in 1989, right? And that's why I get excited about it. But that's ridiculous. You know, like I had a lady the other night, 65-year-old lady. She wanted to keep her high chair. And I said, how old are your grandkids? She goes, well, my grandkids are in their 20s. And I go, great. Are you planning on having any kids anytime soon? And she's like, well, God, no. And I go, then why do we need this rickety old high chair? And it makes sense when you laugh about it in person, right? But at the time, you keep it because of all the great memories of the items that you, that you used. But I tell people, just get rid of the fantasy life stuff. Man, it's not real. You don't need your ice skates. You don't need your skis. You haven't done that stuff in 20 years. Donate it and move on. Well, that's really good advice, and I, I'll never forget, you know, I uh, lived on Long Island most of my life, and so then when I uh, bought Douglas Elliman, I moved into the city, and I, you know, I would go into the city all the time to, for social stuff, but I wasn't selling homes or involved in real estate there at the time, so then I would see, you know, and where I lived, everybody had a house, and whether it was small or big, most, they had basements and people and garages, and people put God knows how much junk down there. And then you'd see like a thousand square foot apartment that like a husband and wife and two kids lived in. And I'd say, like, how do they do this? How do they manage to live in a thousand square feet with four people? Uh, Not too many closets. Uh, They can't even hate each other for a day. They have to stare at each other's face all the time. There's nowhere to go. But they somehow did it. Or they put it in storage. I'm a family of nine. I have seven kids. We have nine wow. people, and we live in a we live in a 2,400 square foot home in Atlanta, and we live in a tiny home. And we just believe it or not, you don't need as much stuff. And we, I mean, we we don't push the, the we are minimalist, but that's not for everybody. But what we found is we don't need a lot of stuff to be happy. And and what we didn't know about being a minimalist was, man, we got a lot more money to go do cooler stuff. So we go on the great vacations. We go out to nicer dinners because. We're not wasting our money on a bunch of crap you don't need. You know, I got seven shirts. I got five pair of pants. That's all I need. Well, <laughs> so what? You, so, so how? First of all, if somebody wants to uh, use your services, you have a. Uh, how do they reach you? My legacy. Uh, yeah, so if you want to, I've got a TV. If you really need to get inspired and you just can't get going, go watch our TV show. It's called Legacy List. You go to mylegacylist.com. If you need, a, I've got a whole new book called Keep the Memories, Lose the Stuff. It's everything I've learned over 20 years, and it'll really get you focused, or more important, it'll get your partner focused. Usually that's who buys the book. It's the partner that wants to get someone else focused. Come to, you can get that on Amazon. Just go to Keep the Memories, Lose the Stuff. Uh, and if you have any questions or thoughts, you can again, you just go to my legacy list. But for us, we just want you to get excited, tell the stories, and start early. If you're even thinking, if you think, if you're over sixty-five, your life's going to make you move in the next ten years. It's just going to happen. So start cleaning now, and enjoy the stories. Take the time, share the family feelings, share the family talks, and slowly get through it. Because when it comes time to sell the house, you'll be ready and you won't be stressed out. 
Yeah, and that's stressful. I mean, it's stressful. And I stressful. sometimes see houses that I, I can't even believe. Uh, but you're such a success, and we love what you do. And I really think it's a valuable service because I really think people have a hard time doing it. I've been in the business a long time, and I, you know, and you can give that advice to people and say, gosh, you know, the people don't want to see all your stuff, and they don't want to see, you know. <laughs> they don't want to see the magnets and all the things that you collected and the knickknacks. Kids' mediocre art is our favorite one. They take all the kids' yeah, well, art out of there. You're Get lucky if it's mediocre. Okay, you're lucky. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, but again, people want to hold on to it. So I, and I think it's kind of a very emotional thing. So, so people can get to you and they can buy your book. And do you personally, not you personally, but you have a group that if someone needs to uh, get a professional service, they're just too much for them to yeah, do themselves? If you, need a professional, if you need a professional cleaner anywhere in the country, go to nasm.org, N-A-S-M-M.org. That's the entire association of senior move managers, and they are professionals who have been doing this for 20-plus years, and they're, we're in every city. And we go in there and help you figure everything out you do physically and emotionally. And it's, it's, the, best, it's the best money you'll ever spend. Oh, yes. See, I never heard of it. So they actually come in and they yeah. work with you? Yep. And, we work because... side by side with the families. We've got the movers. We've got the cleaners. We've got the shredders. We've got the stagers. Everything you would need, we're all in one place. And we'll come in there and help you. And then most of the people just pay us when they sell the house. They pay us at closing. It's pretty nice. Oh, that's a great It'll thing. I'm going to post that. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, you know, if those of you who are driving and listening to us, don't try to kill yourself. You know, I am going to post this on our site so that you'll be able to get all this information because this is truly valuable. And it's valuable not only if you're selling your house. It's just valuable just for living. I mean, just it to live in a clean better. space, yeah. you know, that's open and that's fresh. And I have to tell you, with the hoarders, like, I, 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 I don't know how you walked into those houses. I mean, they were just, I mean, I just... But again, well, those a job, people. A job's a job, I'll say that. But at the end of the day, you end up realizing you can really help people. And I think that's probably the coolest thing in my job. I mean, I hear these amazing stories from people all around the world. And then I, I get a hug and I get a check. It's a pretty cool gig, man. Oh, thank you so much. And I uh, hope you'll come on again. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Have a great day. So I, I just think, you know. Um, when you're selling your house, it is really true. People just accumulate and accumulate. And I think when you're, one of the things I first tell people before you put your home on the market, it's kind of like if you're going for a job interview, mm -hmm. you want to put your best foot forward. So you want people to see, you know. So it starts from the outside, especially if you're in the suburbs, less if you're in the city, because in the city you're in a building. But if you're in the suburbs, if someone passes by your home and they see a for sale sign um, and they like it from the outside, well, then half of it's kind of they like the location, they like the, 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 the street. So that's kind of half the sale. So you have to start from the outside, and that means to clean out. Like sometimes people have stuff, bikes and things, or, or you know, stuff all over their uh, lawn, or maybe their lawn's not really neat, plant some flowers, make it appealing, make sure the front door looks nice. You know, you could put some pretty flowers. It's not expensive, of course. And if you have a neighbor, which has happened where somebody had a neighbor that was next door to them that wasn't too uh, 
neat with their home. Maybe you could knock on your neighbor's door in a nice way and say, look, I'm selling your, my house. And, you know, if you need any help, I could help you, you know, move some of that clutter out because people look at what's around also. The next thing you should do is exactly, exactly what Matt said. You go through your home. If you have a lot of furniture, if you have a lot of stuff, if you really want to keep it, uh, you probably won't need it, but if you really want to keep it, put it in storage. Get most of it out. Um, homes show better when there's less in the home. Um, if you have, uh, I, I t definitely tell people, don't do trendy colors, especially if you're, you know, if you're thinking of redoing a bathroom or you're thinking of redoing a kitchen. Don't, those are things that cost a lot of money and they date your house. So if you take a color that's very in today, like, like gray is a big color, um, chances are five years from now it won't be. And if that color, for your cabinets and everything is that color, it will date your house. So when you're doing big jobs, whether it's bathrooms or kitchens, and you're putting new cabinets, try to do something that's very neutral um, and that's timeless, okay? Because uh, trendy colors will definitely date your house. Then you can, I don't say spend a lot of money and put a new kitchen in, but you can change countertops if you like. You can try to change some of the hardware on your, on your cabinets and make them a little updated. If you have rugs, you know, I was on, I forgot what show, I was on a show on ABC, and they gave me $5,000, and they gave me this house. When I tell you, I, I think somebody had lived in it for like 75 years and never did anything with it. And they said, here's $5,000, and you have 24 hours and $5,000. The home was on the market like a year <laughs> to transform this house. Well, I got on my knees, I got on the floor, I ca started calling people, and the first thing we did was we ripped up, there was old, old rugs. We ripped up all, all the rugs and... You know, underneath the rugs were hardwood floors, and they were really not in bad condition. So we had somebody come in and just kind of buff them off and took all the old rugs out. Uh, we then had a window cleaner come and clean all the windows so they sparkled. Painted everything a neutral color, like maybe an egg cream, an off-white, something that's very neutral so that the house is clean. You know, we love the knickknacks and, you know, there's special memories of things that you did, but we put them all in a box and we got rid of them or we sent them to whoever they wanted us to send them to. Most of them we threw out. Um, and then we got, you know, I am a believer of those air plugs that you put in. They have scents. You just plug them in your walls. You can buy them in any store. And they just give your home a nice smell. And then let everything smoke. I'm going to finish this. We're doing a commercial right now, but I'm going to give you some more tips for selling. But even if you're not selling, it's such a better way to live. Clean, neat, and orderly. And if you get in the habit, you'll always be that way. We'll be right back.
It's that time of year again when we show appreciation to the ones who matter most. Why not make this Mother's Day a brunch to remember and your Father's Day barbecue the talk of the family? DR Catering can make your family gathering one of a kind. Want small and intimate? Let DR show you how to do it best. Had something more extravagant in mind? DR Catering can provide event decorations, entertainment options, and equipment rentals. From your menu to your decor, DR Catering takes your concept and makes it reality. Known for their fresh ingredients, DR Catering takes pride in not using processed or packaged foods. You'll get a homemade meal every single time. Call 201-673-7380 to inquire or email Dominic at drizzo at drcatering.com. That's 201-673-7380 or email drizzo at drcatering.com. This is Mike Gallagher. Join me on an amazing journey through Israel this October. Dennis Prager and I are going back to the Holy Land for the Stand with Israel Tour, along with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Imagine a personal impact from exploring Jerusalem, Galilee, the Dead Sea region, and so much more. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com, StandWithIsraelTour.com, or call 855-565-5519. StandWithIsraelTour.com. Hi, this is Dottie Herman, Vice Chair of Douglas Elliman and host of Ion Real Estate on AM 970, The Answer. Listen, I just discovered a new line of skincare products that I have to tell you about. I have tried many products that have been on the market for many years. I'm a real skin buff. I love good skin. Okay, so I've used everything. So that's why I'm so excited about Hemp Life. The Vanilla Passion Skin Cream is soft and the scent is calming. The feeling on my skin, well, it's just amazing. It's not greasy. It absorbs right away, and I can feel my skin perking up and looking so smooth as soon as I put it on. The black soap, while may not look so inviting, it was most amazing surprise to me. It was smooth and creamy and made my skin feel soft and so hydrated, and that's what you want. I'm really looking forward to trying the rest of the product line and sharing my thoughts with you. I would never put anything on my body that I wouldn't put in it. So visit them at www.hempleaf.com. That's www.hemplief.com. Enter the words, Dottie. At the checkout, you will receive 10% off. And let me tell you, you are going to love it. We have the world at our fingertips, inspiration in our touch, and power in our hands. Our hands, gentle enough to hold the next generation, yet strong enough to build movements that can change the world. Our hands can build relationships, frame ideas, and empower communities. We have the ability to share and imagine, create, and comfort Love and heal the world around us. And it doesn't stop there. Right here, in our hands, we have the power to save a life. If you see a teen or adult suddenly collapse, call 911 and push hard and fast in the center of the chest. The power is in your hands. 
Anthem Foundation is the proud national supporter of the American Heart Association's hands-only CPR campaign. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. Um, before I talk, and I told you last week I was going to talk a little about investing in real estate. And I do think now is a good time to invest in real estate. And as I said to you last week and the week before that, the market's kind of slowed up. Prices are uh, not falling, but, you know, they're just kind of, well, you're just coasting along. And um, I think that there's not as many buyers out now. And last year and the year before with COVID, which... That's kind of an exceptional year. It was like, I don't compare. I mean, everybody was moving. And it was so hard to buy anything because there was like 20 bids on everything. And if you didn't have all cash, I don't think you were, you know, the the owner didn't even want to hear you. So I don't want to tell you that you can steal homes now because that's not true. But at least for most part, you can speak to a homeowner. You can ask for certain things. Uh, So... But you really have to be on it. It's work to be a buyer. It's work to sell your house because you've got to get that all prepared. But to be a buyer, you've got to be on top of the market. You have to work with a good broker. And I suggest you work with a broker that's in your local area that knows your area. You should go and see properties so that you obviously trust your broker, but you get a sense of prices. And then, of course, I always tell people, always have an engineer's report because there's sometimes you can't see things and you're not looking for little things because if you built a new house today, you'd find something wrong with it. You're looking for major defects that would cost you a lot of money that you might not see. You know, you know, is, does it need a new roof? Is the boiler good? So you want to make sure that the house is... You know, so for its age, this is what I asked the uh, engineer, for the age of the home, how is the condition? Okay, because if it's not a new home, there's going to be certain things that need upgrades. And I always advise people that when you can, you should go with the engineer. Because when you get the report, it's really hard to understand. And this way, if you go with the engineer and he can point out or she can point out what's wrong and how much, and you can say, okay, well, about how much is that going to cost me? Um, Then if there's anything major, you can probably negotiate with the seller. Uh, So those are some of my suggestions, okay? But if you're investing, if but also I think it's a good time to invest in either a second home or your first home. And so where do you start if you're thinking about investing in real estate? And how does real estate investing make you money? And I have to tell you, when I started the business, I was in my 20s. And I would be, I would say, man, a lot of men then, but that would come in, and I'm, I'm not sure they even had a high school diploma, and I'm not knocking that because they had more money than most of us will ever have. And they invested in simple real estate. They invested in homes, and they really invested in areas that they knew. I'm not a believer of buying, investing in areas that are like miles and miles away from areas that you know. Um, but if you invest in real estate, you will get appreciation. And throughout history, 
property values have increased over time. People only get hurt in real estate when they have to sell. In other words, if they bought at a high and they're forced to sell, like if you bought in 2005 and then we had the 2007 crisis, 2008, and you had to sell, then you could get hurt. But if you don't have to sell, okay, then you're fine. And most people took out so much equity, okay, which was another downfall when we had 2007, 2008 crisis. People took equity loans and pulled all the equity out of their home. So when they went to sell it, they didn't have any equity left. So if you're doing an equity loan, you're taking money out of your house that's sitting there and not really making you money, be cautious and be careful and, and try to, you know, make sure you work with a financial planner or somebody and don't take too much out. You want to make take some out maybe to pay for college or some home improvements, but don't withdraw all your equity, okay? But property values go up along with perceived desirability of neighborhoods. So one of the mistakes that you can't make, and I see that people make it, is they'll see a house in a certain neighborhood, and they'll say, oh, I want that house that's $700,000, but I want it in this neighborhood. Well, in this neighborhood, it's going to cost you a million dollars. So you, you have to decide a neighborhood and stick with that neighborhood. And sometimes a school district, especially in the suburbs, a school district will make a difference. So you might see two houses. They could be a block away. And one could be $100,000 less, and you're like, hey, why is that $100,000 less? That must be a great deal. It might be a different school district. And in the suburbs, for the most part, people look at school districts. So uh, it's a good thing to research school districts and also go visit the school and um, find out about it because school districts do play a part in pricing. Some people say buy the worst house in the neighborhood and... Um, some people say don't, but I think if you get a broker who knows the area and you look at the average prices, okay, and you don't want to be, if you're the, like, the highest price, if that's what you want to do, so be it, but usually the cheaper the house in the area, the more you're going to make. So if you are willing to do some work, which not a lot of, you know, today I think the millennials don't really want to do so much work, but if you're willing to do what I did and a lot of us did, as you know, we took a house that needed a little work and we did a little at a time, um, then buy a house that's in a good area because the, the homes that are higher than yours will pull the value of your home up. And you can always improve it in time. And I have to tell you, Sometimes all it needs is to be cleaned out, like we talked a little bit before, and have a clean coat of paint, you know, and clean up the windows. And, you know, some people are not, some people are visual, they can't perceive what something can look like. So look at the area, look at the prices in the area, go see a bunch of houses, and then look at what it's going to cost you to make it the way you want. And you don't have to do it all in one day. In my opinion, and I can tell you this, it's not that because I'm in real estate that I push it. I think real estate is easy to understand. It's not like the stock market. Like the stock market, you could have a stock that's worth $1,000 today and tomorrow it's worth $50. 
with homes, prices don't drop like that. Unless there was some major catastrophe, they don't drop like that. So I think it's a good investment, I think, for most people. Um, and it's your home. And uh, it's a place you live in. If you look at rents, they're not cheap. It's not like you can get, you know, unless you live in your home or you live with your mom and dad and you don't pay rent, rents are high today. So it's not like you save a lot of money renting. Some real estate investors will rely solely on value appreciation. So they're going to look at a place and say, look, this house has potential. Everything around it's much higher. If I put a little work, I am going to get this home up. It's going to appreciate because everything around it is higher. Um, so they live in the property or they invested in it. However, many real estate investors, okay, like to grow their wealth by generating rental income. And again, by renting out the property you own, not only is the property appreciating, because while you're renting, it's appreciating over time, you're earning a monthly, live, you're earning income. But be very careful when you're looking at homes. A lot of homes will have an apartment that they're renting. And a lot of them are not legal. Somebody might be renting a basement. Sometimes there's a home and maybe it has stairs. And when you walk in the front door and they're renting rooms upstairs. Remember, if it's not legal and you buy a home that has a rental, you know, a, an apartment in it, and it's not a legal mother or daughter or a legal two family, your neighbors or somebody could turn you in and then that's the end of your rental income. So you... If you do do that, be, be, be sure that you know that that might be temporary and also be very nice to your neighbors. You don't want them to turn you in, uh, but it's not a guarantee. The only guarantee is that you have a legal mother or daughter or a legal two or three family. Uh, but if someone just made an apartment uh, and, and it's not legal, you could get turned in. And if you're relying on the rental income, you're going to be out. Oh, I have so much to talk about because I want to teach you how to invest. And I want to teach you next week I'm going to talk about some strategies for beginner investments because I really do think, okay, that now is the time to buy. Um, I'm going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. We'll be right back. We'll just have a quick commercial break. Mrs. Local Business Owner, do you get calls from multiple digital marketing firms trying to sell you the quick fix to your marketing challenges? Maybe you bought the latest tactic that some hotshot sold you and you're wondering where your results are. The problem is you know you need to market your business, but trusting a partner, well, that's been a challenge. Our solution for many local business owners is through our digital marketing solutions, Salem Surround. Salem Surround is unique because we're based on the same guiding principles that Salem Media is. 
We actually care about our clients and we're accountable to our results. The same care that we deliver our radio content to you is the same we do with all our digital marketing services. So reach out to us at SalemSurround.com today and we'll consult with you about your individual needs and create a customized plan to actually do what you need your investment to do. That's SalemSurround.com, a full-service digital marketing solution for your business. This is Dennis Prager inviting you to join me for an extraordinary travel opportunity that will be the highlight of your year, maybe a highlight of your life. Mike Gallagher and I are headed back to Israel this October for the Stand with Israel tour. Join us along with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours, as we uncover important geopolitical sites and show you Israel's significance on the world stage. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com to register or call 855-565-5519. Hello, everyone. I'm Zadi Herman, and welcome to Iron Real Estate. Okay, um, as you know, okay, we love Hemp Life. Okay, it is the best skincare product on the market. I love it. I use it. Okay. Uh, it makes my skin feel just luscious, okay? And it's going to do the same thing to yours, okay? If you if you ever have tried skin products, I'm telling you that Hemp Leaf is really tops on my list, okay? I use it. I tried it. They sent me a, a, a sample of it, and I had to meet the people that made it because I thought it was so good. The The... The vanilla passion screen was soft and the scent was so calming. The feeling on my skin, well, it was just amazing. And you know, some creams, they take a long time to absorb into your skin. As soon as you put it on, it, 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 just, it, it just absorbs so easily and it's not at all greasy. You can feel your skin perking up as soon as you put it on. The black soap, while it may look less than inviting, was the most amazing surprise to me. It's smooth and creamy and makes my skin feel soft and hydrated. I know that these guys are working on a whole bunch of of products that we can't tell you about right now, um, but I'm really looking forward to seeing them and sharing them with you. Remember something. I would never put anything on my body that I wouldn't put in it, and I am a a skin cream buff, so... When I tell you that Hemp Leaf is great, it is. You can visit them at www.hempleaf, that's H-E-M-P-L-I-E-F dot com. That's H-E-M-P-L-I-E-F dot com. And if you enter the word Dottie, you'll receive a 10% discount. Using meth taught me everything about freedom, only not like you think. It taught me how easy it is to lose your freedom. If you think meth is taking control of you, ask for help. You have the power to be truly free. I know. I'm Jan, and I'm free from meth. If you or someone you know is struggling with meth, call 1-800-662-HELP for 24-hour free and confidential treatment referral. Learn more at samhsa.gov meth. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. I'm talking about investing and, you know, in real estate. So I'm going to start every week giving you a few tips. Um, 
I consider, as I say it on every show, I consider real estate a universal language and everyone wants to know about it and everyone wants it. Real estate investment is an ideal way to create wealth. And I remember that uh, when I was probably about 20 or 21, um, I was in a car accident and I, you know, I, when I turned 18 or 19, I don't know, or maybe 21, I don't know what the legal age was then, I collected a little bit of money and I was all set to go to Europe with all my friends. And my dad was, oh, no, you have to buy real estate. And I said, Dad, but I want to go away with my friends. And he said, no, buy real estate. And he found this little house that was close to him. And frankly, I think I overpaid for it, but I just took his advice and I bought it. It was a little cottage. Um, the homes around it were bigger. Not They weren't mansions, but they were bigger. And it was actually two bedrooms. And the master bedroom wasn't even... It was the size of like a second bedroom. And the kitchen was so tiny that when you sat in the kitchen and you leaned back, you would hit the refrigerator. But I bought it and um, I rented it for a while and then I actually lived in it. And it was the smallest house and the school district was a good school district. And uh, I eventually sold it. And that's how I started my, you know, that's how I started real estate. It was a fluke, um, but it was the best thing I ever did. Because uh, I made my first decent amount of money from that investment. And um, I didn't put a lot down. And, you know, down the road, I'll tell you about some financing options that you can do uh, that you don't have to put a lot down. But I really do believe that real estate investment is an ideal way to create wealth. You have passive income potential. You have leverage. You have long-term appreciation. You have tax benefits. Uh, it's definitely a hedge against inflation. And it continues to be the choice investment of the wealthy, okay? Um, real estate has been making people rich for years. And I don't know if you know this, but 90% of all millionaires, 40%, a lot of them became rich. And at 40% of their income is, is real estate investments. Uh, this is including their personal residence also. Um, and you'll see so many houses where investors own it. Uh, they bought it. They rented it. And um, again, I don't suggest you rent something very far. And for your first property, you maybe want to rent something close so you don't have to get a manager. Uh, but successful real estate investing is achievable at any time. And in any market, you just have to be on it. You have to know the market. As I said, you've got to compare apples to apples. You can't say, I want this house. Gee, it's a great deal, but the school districts look for the school district. And I think if you don't want a little elbow grease and you have a couple of friends, you can find a house that needs a little TLC that's not structurally a mess, but just needs, you know, a lot of people can't see past you know, you know, dirty windows or things like that. If it needs a little TLC and you have the time or some friends that can help you out, sometimes just a clean coat of paint, clearing the junk out, cleaning up the windows will really make a big difference. Um, I am not kidding you. I know so. If you, if you, you can talk to anybody who bought real estate a while ago and then they'll say, oh, I should have bought. There's so many things that I knew and I should have bought him and I didn't. Um, 
So I, I, I think that to start out, you have to sit down with your partner. If you're doing it with somebody, if you're doing it alone, then that's just you. You should learn the real estate market you are thinking of investing in. Okay, so that's the key first. If you're thinking of investing in a certain area, learn the market. Go to the schools, research the schools. Excuse me. If it's in a city, like I was from Long Island, so I didn't realize how much public transportation was important because I always drove. But when I moved to the city, I realized that, you know what? If you didn't have a, a, a train station or a subway or something close to you that detracted from the value of the property because people took a lot of public transportation. So look at the transportation. Um, educate yourself. Make a plan and always know your options. Okay? Sit down with your finances and look at how much you can afford. And remember something. If you do buy investment real estate and you're going to rent it, you have to have a slush fund because it could happen that someone doesn't pay rent. And uh, I think every state is different. I think like on the West Coast, I think they can throw you out of a house pretty quickly. But I can tell you this, in New York, if you want to get somebody evicted because they didn't pay rent, it's a process. It takes a long time. And so you might be carrying something with no income. So you have to have some slush funds, you know, available in case. And also sometimes things break or go wrong. So you, you want to have a slush fund. I will always tell you this, location, location, location. So if you find a cheaper house in a, best, in a better location, that's usually going to create wealth and money if you fix it up. And again, I'm not talking about big structural issues unless you're in the business and you know somebody that can do it for cheap. We're just talking about houses that really just don't show well. And you'd be surprised if you ever went to a model house, if you ever go to a model home, if they take all the furniture and the way they decorate it out, you wouldn't even recognize it. It's the way it's decorated. It's the way they place things. They're never cluttered. So um, make sure that you are not confusing location and then ask your broker to give you comparable properties and see what else is on the market and see what they're going for, okay, so that you have a good idea of the market. I can tell you that, um, you know, then you can look at some of the best places for buying investments for long-term investments, you know, and look, there's millions of them. Um, but every homeowner is different. So if somebody, said, like a broker might say, well, you know what? This person will not take under this price. Now, that's what the seller might have told them. And that's what they might have actually believed at one time. But by, I can't tell you every state's law, but I know in New York, we legally have to present all offers to a seller. So if you offered a dollar for a home, I would have to tell the seller, hey, you know what, I know you're not going to take this, but this person offered one dollar. Why? Because you can, you can get sued. A homeowner could say, gee, you know, you didn't tell me about that offer, even though I said I wouldn't take less than 700000 Well, I might have taken it if you would have told me about it. So this, the, the broker has to present all offers. And if your offer is not accepted, and again, 
put your best terms first. So if you have a lot of cash and you're going to put a big cash down payment, put those terms down first. Okay, if you know that you can be in there when the seller needs to be out, if you can be in there quickly, try to find out what's important to the seller. Okay, and if the seller rejects your offer, then calmly tell the broker, listen, um, tell the seller I'm going to leave my offer standing and I hope they sell it for what they want. But if they decide that they, you know, if they decide to change their mind, I'm leaving a standing offer. A lot of times the seller will put their house on the market right away and an offer comes in quick. And you would think that they would say, wow, that broker did such a great job. I got my price right away. But generally what they say is, oh, Dottie, maybe I should have listed it higher. Okay, uh, because I got an offer quite too quick. Uh, well, that's not necessarily true. Sometimes the first offer you get is the best offer you get. And then you never get that again. So if your offer is not accepted, um, you can leave a standing offer. And until they go to contract and, you know, close, you never know. A lot of times people put, and a lot, I've seen people put three or four offers. Like they'll put it on three different houses. So if it's not accepted, leave the offer there. And if, you know, if you can, um, and you do meet the homeowners, be nice to them, and try to, you know, you know, you never know. Sometimes sellers couldn't care less. They just want the highest price. But I've seen other sellers say to me, you know, Dottie, that's such a nice couple. They remind me when I was young. And so, you know what? They're a little less than the highest offer, but they're a wonderful family, and I want them to enjoy the house just like me. So you never know. But you've really got to be on top of it. So I have a lot of information on what to invest in, how to invest. And each week I'm going to give you a little more because I think it's a great time to invest in real estate. And I think it's made a lot of people rich. Have a great weekend. And we'll be back next week with more tips on real estate investing. Portions of Eye on Real Estate, sponsored by Hemp Leaf. We won't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. As the Biden administration. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.